G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Funny this time of year, packing away the Christmas tree and the decorations. It's as though we pack Christmas away for another year. But what if we tuck Christmas away in our hearts for the rest of this coming year? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome to the program today as we kick off a new series of messages called Is Christmas Really Over? And please do stick with me because at the end of today's message, I'll be telling you about our latest life application booklet. It's called Turning Mistakes into Miracles. I'd love to send you a free copy to help you lay hold of the powerful new things that God wants to do in your life in this coming year. Now, when I was a kid, one of the highlights of my year was in that week before Christmas when we used to set up the Christmas tree. Now, I had European parents, so we always had a real live fir tree in the house. Dad and my sister and I, we'd go down to the local place, wherever it was, that was selling Christmas trees. We'd pick one out, we'd bring it home in the car and and set it up in a stand and decorate it. And there was this one decoration, a silver star, that would always go on top. And we would always hang lollies on the tree. I mean, you've got to have lollies. That was the highlight. But what goes up must come down. And the week after Christmas was about removing all the decorations, painstakingly taking each one off the tree and taking the strings off and wrapping them and packing them safely back into an old suitcase that would go back in the closet for the next year. (laughs) None of us liked that. It was a boring job. It It was kind of a letdown. It was. Well, Christmas as a kid is so much about anticipation and then opening presents and enjoying them and the family celebration that there was something intensely pessimistic about packing Christmas away in a closet for the next year and taking the dead brown old tree out the back and chopping it up. Still today, in this week after Christmas, I I get that feeling of a bit of a a letdown. It's all over for another year. It's always a bit of a funny time this week after Christmas, isn't it? I wonder how your Christmas was this year. I wonder how you're feeling today. Christmas is over for yet another year. They slip by quickly. What was it all about? And was Christmas worth it? It's funny how seasonal we are about Christmas. It's as though you can only do Christmassy things in the weeks leading up to Christmas. And then, magically, on December the 25th, at midnight, it all ends. The shutters come down. I mean, you don't hear anyone singing Christmas carols this week, do you? You, you don't see anyone putting up Christmas decorations this week, only pulling them down. One time a few years back, we had Christmas in July at our church. Now, if you live in the Southern Hemisphere, you understand that, well, Christmas for us is, is really hot, so it's kind of fun to have Christmas in July and, and to cook a roast turkey and do all that sort of stuff in the middle of winter when it's nice and cold and makes sense. So we had a Christmas service, and all the things you do at Christmas decorations, a tree. We sang Christmas carols during the service in July. We had a big turkey dinner after the service. I have to tell you, it was a really, really weird feeling singing Christmas carols in July 
And I wasn't the only one. Everybody else at the service felt the same. See, we are creatures of habit. A bit sad, really. We, we kind of pack this Christmas thing away for another year, almost forgetting the whole message of Christmas, when really what you and I need, in fact, we desperately need it. We need for this message of Christmas to shine a light in our hearts 365 days a year because Christmas is one of the most profound things that God ever did. Just stop and and think for a moment how God interacted with his people before that first Christmas. You can read all about it through the Old Testament because Israel were God's chosen people. How did God interact with them? How did God speak with them through guys called prophets? People like Samuel and Jeremiah and Isaiah and all those other guys People whom God specifically called out and spoke to, and their role was to go and speak to God's people on his behalf. Now, they said some powerful things because they were speaking the word of God. They really did, but by and large, the people rejected them. Prophets were always calling God's people back to him. Why? Because he's a control freak? No, no. Because he had and still has a mighty heart for an intimate relationship with his people. You can read about it in the Old Testament, in the old book of Leviticus, chapter 26. God says, I will place my dwelling place in your midst, and I won't abhor you, and I will walk among you, and I will be your God, and you will be my people. For I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt to be slaves no more. I have broken the bars of your yoke, and I will make you walk upright. And yet over and over again, the people rejected him. Jesus explained that in a parable that you can read in Matthew chapter 21, beginning at verse 33. Jesus says, listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard and put a fence around it and dug a wine press in it and built a watchtower. He then leased it to tenants and went to live in another country. When the harvest time had come, he sent his slaves to the tenants to collect his produce. But the tenants seized his slaves and beat one, killed another and stoned yet another. Again, he sent other slaves, more than the first time, and they treated them in the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them, saying, They'll respect my son, but when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Come, let's kill him and get his inheritance. So they seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. It's exactly what you and I have done. We've rejected God, rejected his word. God all the time is calling us home. We we can run, but we can't hide. I mean, we can hear that calling in our hearts. But before Jesus, he just sent his prophets to speak his word. A lot of words. You can read them all in the Old Testament. Almost a thousand pages of pretty small print. God is always talking. God is always calling us. Because in his great and mighty heart, he yearns for us. So what's this got to do with Christmas? Just this, in John chapter 1, verse 14. John writes, And the Word became flesh and lived among us. And we've seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. See, we've not just heard a bunch of words, but we've seen his glory. We've seen God. And that's what you and I get out of Christmas, a God that we can see, a real live person that we can understand and lay hold of. That's what God did when that little baby Jesus was born in that stable on that night. And what we want to do 
is we want to pack that message away for another year into some old suitcase with those Christmas decorations. Ah, well, we'll we'll pull out the Christmas Carol CD again next year sometime in December. But, well, what if we didn't do that? What if the reality of God dwelling with us in our midst was something we treasured in our hearts every day of the year? 24 by 7. What if the fact that God chose to become one of us was our assurance and our comfort all year round? Not just a bunch of words, but the word that became flesh and dwelt among us so that we could see his glory. The words are cheap. Flesh, on the other hand, well, God has skin in the game. Jesus' flesh was nailed to a cross for you and me. What if, instead of packing that away in some dusty old suitcase with the Christmas decorations for another year, what, what if instead we stored it away in our hearts, alive and fresh through every day and every trial and every disappointment and every bump or kink in the road? God knows, God understands, because the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. I reckon it's meant to be Christmas all year round. the unfair even, right in the middle of life. So often, God's defining moments appear, seemingly small and insignificant things that change the course of our lives, and it's so easy for us to miss them. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest life application booklet. It's called Turning Mistakes into Miracles. It's all about helping you to lay hold of the powerful new things that God wants to do in your life this year. In fact, at the end of each chapter, you'll find some life application questions to help you think through and apply God's Word right into the middle of your life. You can request your free copy right now, either by stopping by at ChristianityWorks.com or giving us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send your booklet straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415. Hey, thanks so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.